Is it true that you grew up on a cotton farm? It is true, yes. I grew up on a cotton farm. What was that like? It was fun. I grew up like literally playing in the dirt and building mud castles and our pigs and (laughs) like four wheelers and stuff like that. I loved it. I had a great childhood. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas and this is In House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In House. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of In-House with me, Arielle Charnas. Earlier this summer, I was happy to have been joined by bloggers Laura Wills and Rachel Parcell. And today I'm excited to be joined by another incredible woman in the space, JC Dupree. JC started Damsel in Dior in 2011 as a creative outlet after working freelance as a website designer. Her hope is that this space offers you with the inspiration, tips, and tools you need to approach every day, never feeling like a damsel in distress, but always like a damsel in Dior. After spending time as the creative director for 1212, a 100% cotton children's apparel brand, JC recently announced her upcoming women's fashion brand, Wyeth, coming this fall. Plus, her new book, Liking Myself Back, an influencer's journey from self-doubt to self-acceptance, is now available. In her spare time, JC enjoys playing the piano and spending time with her daughter, June. Hi. Thank you for doing this. You too. Well, why don't we start off with telling everyone about yourself? Like, what did you do before the blog? How did you start the blog? All of the above. I went to school for broadcast journalism, journalism and writing. And um, before I started my blog, I worked kind of mainly in production. So I started out working at WGN in Chicago because I went to college in Chicago. Then I was like a writer for Style Chicago because I wanted to be like Carrie Bradshaw for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I worked at E! News. What made you move to L.A.? I was freezing in Chicago. Yeah. And I hated, hated, hated being that cold all the time. Yeah. And I was honestly just looking for like a quick little break. I had no intention of moving here. Um, right. Gosh, that was 13 years ago. I actually just came wow. out thinking I would be here for like a week. And then I just kept staying and staying. It was February, it was Valentine's Day. I'll never forget because it was so cold in Chicago. Right. And I stayed long enough where I was like, well, I want to stay a little longer, but I need a job because I'd like just quit my job at Style Chicago. And so I applied to get a job at E. And then once I had that job, it kind of, it kept me here. Yeah. I made friends and kind of found my place, got a, got an apartment. And then I just slowly like moved all my stuff out here trip by trip. Cause it was like all in storage in Chicago. Then right. I worked at E for about two years, give or take, maybe a little bit more. And then I worked for Brian Grazer at Imagine Entertainment. He's like a huge Hollywood film producer. And then when I left his company, I got married. I had my blog kind of as a hobby and while I was kind of working on my blog, I also worked for, and I don't even know if you remember this, but I worked for oh, Singer, Singer 22. Oh my God. Yeah. I do remember. I'm literally the reason why, how you got that job at Singer 22. <laughs> wait, explain that to me. Wait, I, I was wait, telling I somebody this that. the other day and I was like, you know what? I don't think that I have ever like come full circle with Ariel on this story because we're always like you know, at yeah. fashion week or like in and out and like talking. And I've always meant to bring that up to you because it was like a totally different. Wait, can you remind me the story? Yeah. So I was working for Singer 22's blog. Like they had like this editorial kind of sort of yeah. side of their website. I was working there as a freelancer because I lived in LA and they're based in New York. Right. 
And I was also blogging. So it was kind of a way for me to continue making money while my blog was like this hobby. And your blog was obviously taking off and huge. And I was trying to find a way for us to kind of mer- this was like, God, how long ago? This was like 2010. It was like maybe more 2011. 2011. Yeah. I got married in 2011. And this was like right after. And oh, so oh I don't God. know how I had the idea, but I was like, we should bring Ariel on to like act as a model, but then she'll also like be tied to Sierra 22 and it will like help oh, promote. This God. was like before anybody was really doing this. I mean, you were like, the oh first. my <laughs> God, that is so crazy. You're, you know, you're the reason that I got, that means you're the reason that I got out of retail. Oh, like hi. I quit my job for Singer 22, working on the floor at Theory. Really? Yes. Oh my God, you got me my big break. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I'm always like, I don't That's know. That's amazing. But anyway, so, so I was working there. But then eventually my blog started to like make more money. So I right. I, I quit my job too. But yeah, I just thought that that was so funny. Here we are like first full circle now. That is so crazy. I mean, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, we have. Wait, so you're, but you're originally from Texas. Did you, is it true that you grew up on a cotton farm It in is Texas? true. Yes, I grew up on a cotton what farm. What was that like? It was fun. I mean, we, we had to make our own fun, you know, because we had no yeah. neighbors and I grew up like literally playing in the dirt and building mud castles and our pigs and just <laughs> like four wheelers and stuff like that. I loved it. I had a great childhood. So how did you get into fashion? I used fashion as a way to kind of escape. Right. I started that really early on. It, it got a little stronger in like high school and college, um, that whole idea. But it was, you know, a means of like, oh, we can pretend like we're Alice in Wonderland for the day out in the farm and fall down the mud hole. And so I, I fell love in love that. with it really early. Yeah. What drew you to start the the blog, Damsel in Dior? Like what, how did that? I started it when I was working at E!, it wasn't called Damsel and Dior, though. It was just was my name, J.C. Linnae. It's <laughs> my first and middle name. I feel like it was, I, like in my head, it's, it has always been Damsel and yeah, Dior. Yeah, it has. It has. That, I mean, J.C. Linnae was like two people were checking it. Right. Blogging, blogging. I was literally just doing it for fun, like at work. Right. Kind of just like tinkering around and learning. But I started it because I was going to work every day at E!, and my colleague, one of my really good friends, was like, how are you putting these outfits together? You're wearing, like, Forever 22 or Forever 21 and <laughs> Chanel. <laughs> we should start at Forever 22. Forever oh, yeah. 21 and Chanel. Like, how do you know how to mix and match the high and low? And so she's like, you should start a blog. And so I was like, okay. But blogs were, I mean, that was in 2009. So blogs were, like, not a thing at the time. Just starting. Yeah. yeah. Just starting. Um, so I kind of just dabbled with it, but I didn't take it seriously. Right. It wasn't until my honeymoon that I posted this picture from our honeymoon trip. It wasn't like pictures of me. There were no outfit photos. It was like right. not about that at all. Right. Um, and one of the pictures got featured on WordPress. And that day just like, boom, got 3,000. It was like a freshly pressed WordPress. Blog. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so it that just brought in this so like crazy. wave of readers. And what did you – so you mostly covered just like like mixing and matching outfits, like amazing finds, affordable finds, like that kind of stuff? Yeah. I, mo- I mostly did – Style, fashion, yeah, like budget stuff, uh, budget-friendly steals, look for less. But I would also mix in a little bit of like travel when I did travel, which was really far and few between back then, or like cocktail yeah. recipes um, and things like that. That's it was kind so of all over funny. the place. <laughs> right. 
Did you follow, like, were there influencers that you, or bloggers you followed? Sorry, they're not influencers then. Absolutely. Yeah, bloggers, for sure. Yeah. For me, I felt as though I was joining the party very, very late, right? Because I'd been working, like, here and there. I was a little older. And it was like, your blog, um, Atlantic Pacific, Fashion Toast. Fashion (laughs) Toast, that was, for me, that was like, oh my God. I started it, like, from hers. The blonde salad was like a huge, of course, yeah. Obviously, like not even a blogger anymore. She's Jules, Jules, yeah, sincerely, Jules, Ami. So like there were like, I would say like yeah. fifteen like prime yeah. bloggers at that point. When I started mine, everyone was like, "You're so late. You're too late to the party." And I felt that way. I always felt that way. Yeah. To be honest, like I always felt just like five steps I, behind. <laughs> I feel like you were definitely in that wave. Thank you for saying that. We're, we're totally in that wave. That's so nice, but. So, yes, I was always looking to my peers to see, like, what they were doing and try to catch up, really. So you just celebrated your 10th anniversary of Damsel in Dior, right? Last year? Yes. 10-year anniversary of the blog and our wedding. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. It's always easy to keep track. Yeah, that's amazing. Wait, how would you how would you say the industry from the beginning? How would you say it has changed over the last 10 years? Oh my gosh. I would honestly say that the last 3 years, I think it's changed the most. The most, yeah. And in both good and unfortunate ways, right? Like Yeah. I don't know that it will ever go back to the way it was in the beginning, which is so sad because it was I know. fun. I know. The wild wild west of, you know, creating and and owning your own thing but I think in the beginning it was just like I said I think it was just like the wild wild west and it was a bunch of people just making this thing like what whatever it was that they wanted to do they could do like when you would get a sponsored deal they're like here's this here's this bottle of water like go here's some money we want you to post this and you'd be like cool no content like create a brief no deadlines or due dates or following up with stats and performance, 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 you know, it's a completely different ball game now, totally different ball game. Now there's, you know, zooms and zooms and meetings and meetings. And I mean, you know, the drill, but that's one way that it's significantly changed. And it's really, I think for a lot of content creators sucked the life out of the actual content creation part. Yeah. And the authenticity too, just being, you know, completely safe and feeling and feeling safe to be yourself, you know? Yeah. And and to get creative, like you do have to have that, like that ease and confidence within yourself and trust and not just with yourself, but with your community that they're not going to like turn on you or like, you're like, you're scared to be posting something. Now I feel like now we really have to be just so, so, so extra cautious, especially in the past three years. I mean, it's gotten, unfortunately, um, I feel like a lot of content creators, myself included, we're always like second guessing ourselves now, which is unfortunate yep. just due to the oh climate. My God. Even today I posted or yesterday I posted a um, Q&A sticker. And then this morning I woke up and I like yeah. saw just some like uncomfortable questions. And I was like, why am I do? Why am I answering questions for people? Why am I doing this? Like, and I hate that I like feel that way because I never even thought twice about it. You know, I know. I, I totally know that feeling. And it, and what's sad about that is I'm sure 90% or probably even more positive. I know. And then we focus on the negative. I know. 
I yeah, know. always. Do you? How do you feel about sharing your personal life on Instagram? I go back and forth. You know, there's ebbs and flows. It's like it's the same. This is the same answer from every <laughs> influencer. It's and it, the same for me. And we all use the word ebbs and flows. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Going back and forth. It's like a codependent relationship for me. I'm trying to think of another word. It's like seasons, you know? And and yep. it's honestly not always one or the other. Sometimes it's a gray area in between. Right. Like sharing my daughter, June. Sometimes I'm like, screw it. Like, I'm going to share her because I'm proud and I'm a mother and who cares? Yeah. But then like weeks will go by where I only show the back of her head. <laughs> I'm the exact same way. What is that? It's just that negative energy getting into our heads. I know. We're human. And the world is, unfortunately, it's the world of social media right now is... Scary. Yeah. It's not as, like, it's not a fun place to be all the time. Um, and it is very scary. And so, yeah, it's really tough to toe that line and know how much to share and what not to share. And and it's what most of your followers probably enjoy seeing the most is when you're sharing your yeah, life, I right? feel bad because like, even when I was on my book tour a couple weeks ago, I met this lovely woman and her two daughters and they were so sweet and they came and they're like, we just love you so much and we love June and I miss seeing her on your social. And I was like, well, I still post her to my close friends. I was like, what's your, what's your handle? Oh my, like, like, you could join. <laughs> I added them to my close friends because I felt bad. That's amazing. I, I get bad. it. Because I love, love, love watching like your children grow up on social media. I feel connected and I love that. And when I was pregnant, I loved following, you know, other pregnant moms and, Me too. and sharing. It's that's what it's all about, right? Like if we don't share with each other, then we're not helping one point? another. Yeah, what's the point? So it's so sad and so unfortunate when you do have those negative people in the world, you know, they're ruining it for everyone, really. It's true. What would you say is your favorite category to share on Instagram? Is it home decor? Is it fashion? Is it family? That's so tough. I know. I mean, I love to show, I love sharing home decor and projects when we're done. Um, they always just take so long. So it's not yeah. as instantly gratifying. I really love, it's so easy to share travel when we are traveling, yeah. which is really rare these days. But anytime we're on a trip, it's just like every category all in one, you know, especially when June's with us. And so it, right. it makes sharing so easy. A lot of people are like, put your phone down. You're in Cabo. Like, enjoy your time. I'm like, no, no, no. This is like the easiest time for me. It's like, trust me, I'm enjoying it. Is it weird? Like when you're like, when you're doing something that makes you so happy and it's so like exciting and fun, like, aren't you so excited to share? You like want to share it with everyone. Like, that's how I feel. This is the best time for me to be sharing. It's not a job. I usually don't post when it feels like that, you know? Right. A thousand percent. But so yeah, I think that that's the most fun. You're also now the creative director of One Two and Two. Yeah, actually, yeah. So we, I actually am kind of pivoting, if you will, from Twelve Twelve One Two and Two Twelve 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 Twelve. It's a baby clothing brand. I'm still on an advisor on the board there. Your kids wear Twelve Twelve a lot. I love. I mean, we love the brand. I like the best leggings, best long suit, just the best basics. Yeah, we love them too. Yeah, I dressed June in their pajamas, and then they invited me to be an investor and like serve on their board. So cool. I was a creative director for a while. I actually parted ways as, as for that role, particular okay. role. I'm still involved in the company, 
so that I could focus on a new brand that I'm launching in the fall, which we haven't really talked about yet. So you probably don't even know about oh, it. Oh, wow. No. Which I is a women's clothing it. brand. It's called Wyeth. Oh, my God. It's going to be e-commerce and a brick and mortar. Wait, what is it called? It's called Wyeth. W-Y-E-T-H. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's been like everything I've been working on lately. Because we're baby. designing a yeah. whole line of clothes for women. As you know, a lot of work goes into that. Oh, yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. You have so much going on. We didn't even get into your book, which Which, is (laughs) now available. So can you talk about what made you want to write a book? I always wanted to write a book. Um, I always kind of wanted to peel back the curtains of what my life looked like behind the lens of social media. I thought it was really important. I also mm-hmm. felt this strong pull to kind of leave something behind if I'm ever going to part ways with this wonderful world of social media. <laughs> I yeah, wanted yeah. to leave something behind that wasn't just a pretty photo at the end of the day um, and something that hopefully would have, you know, an impact or help someone somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I, I started the project about five or six years ago, but it hit a few roadblocks. And honestly, I was in the middle of this journey anyway, right? like in the story of the book. So the timing, I mean, to say that the timing worked out serendipitously for the publishing of this book was, is an understatement. Like it just, everything fell into place so perfectly. Um, And now the story has a great ending. I'm so excited to read it. I have to find time to read a book. I like literally don't know when I can. Audio, right? Because I'm driving so much out here. Yeah. I always do audio. It's so interesting. I'm sure so many mothers are doing that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone I know does audio. For sure. Okay. I'm very <laughs> fine. Wait, you just said something though that I want to ask you about. Do you ever think about like leaving the social media world? Like how, what does that look like? I, I dream of those days. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Rachel said the same thing. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. I said to her, like, would you actually be able to like, you're, you've been doing it for so long. Like how would you feel waking up in the morning and just not, doing not it. engaging, you know? I don't think that I ever would be able to do it, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I also don't want, I think you would have to want to do it bad enough, just like anything, right? So I don't really yeah. want to quit. I joke about it. But I also think that if I'm able to, which is something that I'm, I'm kind of already doing, right? kind of reframe what it means to me and my mind and, and my role within social media, that it won't, it will just feel like something different, right? Like as I start to work on this new brand and we're kind of pulling away from doing like these one-off like sponsored deals. Are you doing a lot of those still? No, not at all. Yeah. We really only work with Amazon and like three other brands um, right. at right. any given time. And right. we're talking like much larger deals. We're not doing like these, like here's two posts of this thing. Right, right, right. As we pull away from that, you know, we're doing more of, of, of those larger deals. We're, we're putting more of our time and energy into Wyeth for the fall, for the launch. I'm just kind of redefining what my, I guess, job title is. Right. <laughs> in a way. You have a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently. <laughs> well, tell us about Wyeth. So it's launching in the fall. Yeah, it's when launching I- in the fall. So when we were pregnant, when I was pregnant, I announced my pregnancy. We had June. My deal flow dropped significantly. This is all in the book as well. When you were pregnant? Right when I announced I was pregnant, it was like, Interesting. Why do you th- why do you think? Well, the fashion industry at that time did not really support yeah. being pregnant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I lost um jobs too when I first announced 
with yeah. the movie. And um, I, yeah, I wrote about that a lot and how I was, I was kind of scrambling at the time. So we have this outdoor shopping mall area thing called Platform. It's in Culver City. And when we were there one day, because we lived just like really close by about five minutes, I walked into this store and it was a pop-up and it was like a golf outdoor guy dude store. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is so cute. Like, He's like, well, it's only here till December. We're just a pop-up. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I didn't know Platform did pop-ups. He's like, yeah, it's this Australian male blogger. It's just like a bunch of his favorite things. I was like, that's cool. Okay. So I'm in this pop-up shop, and I was like, I'm going to do that. So I reached out to Platform, and I was like, I'm a blogger. I can open a pop-up shop with my favorite things. <laughs> and so I did. I opened up a store because I was like, I need to, like, make something happen here. We need to be, that's like, so making cool. money. So we opened yeah. a pop-up at Platform. For Christmas, and it was 2019, right before COVID hit. We did a four-month thing. I just got all my favorite brands. They, like, loaned us their extra inventory. I picked out things that I liked. And it did so well that Platform, the owners of Platform, were like, we want to partner with you on, a, like, a real deal store, like, a full brand new brand. Like, we want to go in with you and be your partner. And I was like, okay. Like, it was amazing because that was something that, as you know, when you're with a talent management company, it can take like years for things like yeah. that to come into play. And I've been talking and wanting to do my own clothing line for a very, very long time. Right. Unfortunately, like the types of offers that were coming through just never made sense. This no. offer like made so much sense. And it was right. ours. It was something that we could just it's do your own. on our yeah. own, you know, and not right. involve anybody else. So COVID hit. We had to put the project on hold. But now here we are full circle. So what's it going to be a platform in Culver City? That is so cool. So when you say we, is that you and your husband or? Yeah, it's me and Grant. Um, Grant and I kind of represent the Damsel Inc. team. Um, I have an assistant as well, but Grant and I, and then we have our partners at Platform. And then we have a third party partner who's helping us actually make the clothing and whatnot. Right. So yeah, there's three partners in this project, but there's like 30 people (laughs) helping us to work on it. Yeah, we have a full team. It's amazing. Does Grant have another job as well? Right now, he's full-time here with Damsel. So nice. Yeah, it's really nice. How did you guys meet? We met through friends, actually. Um, one of my best friends was dating one of Grant's best friends. And no so, way! Yeah, Are they met. married? No. <laughs> it always happens, right? <laughs> they were together for like three months. That's funny. so They're funny. They're still friends, though. We all still laugh about it. Is he from California? Yeah, Grant's an L.A. boy through and through. So I guess we're here to stay. Here I am 13 years (laughs) in. I never in a million years thought I'd be like a California girl, but here I am. Okay, so why don't we, before we wrap up, I want to see if you have any advice for young bloggers, influencers, anyone who wants to start a business. I think my number one piece of advice is to start doing whatever the thing is that you like want to be doing. Just start yeah. doing it every day right. and making sure it's something that you actually really love to do before you, yeah. you know, sound the trumpets and I have a blog and I'm this person. Right. Uh, make sure that it's something you really like to do because at the end of the day, it is a job um, and there will be days that you don't want to do it. I, even for us, right? We were just talking about how there's trolls or you know negative people in the world that can bring you down really quickly and easily so if you don't really love what you're doing then you know it will bring you back it will bring you down 
Right. In terms of starting your own business, I think that advice kind of is, it can be carried through any industry, really. Um, I think at the end of the day, you should really love what you're doing. It was something that my dad instilled in me very, very early on. I mean, he loves farming. He's still farming. That's so cool. Wait, I, before we, I want to just hear more about the cotton farm. I need to like understand what that means. Like, what did you, did you partake? Like, did you help? Like, what did you do? So we farm about 3,500 give or take acres of cotton and grain. And so what that looks like is every spring we plant and there's tractors and workers and like the the mill we plant. And then in the summer, literally like 4th of July is usually around when we kick off harvest season, right? um, They harvest the crop. And so with, with cotton, there's a big tractor and it pulls the cotton all out and then it dumps into the back and they do like these module builders. They used to do those. Now there's a newer way to do it. But I used to drive the module builder and you'd pack the cotton all together. That is so cool. <laughs> Come scoop it up, take it off to the gen. And then the gen would basically clean the cotton, take all the seeds out, all the dirt and like clean it to, to make it very, very fine right. and, and ready to go off to production to make whatever it is the cotton is going to be made. So then they ship it out on trucks. It goes to auction um, and then it gets sent out to factories all around the world to make it into clothing or whatever. And then the seeds are actually taken and made into cottonseed oil, which can be used for cooking. Right. And things like that. Once upon a time, I was a Cotton Inc. ambassador for like oh, no three years. Yeah. Because I was like trying to merge like the fashion right. and the cotton. Anyway. I love that. Is that what drew you to working or becoming a part of the brand 1212? Yes. 100%. Because it's organic, 100% organic cotton. And they give back to baby to baby, which I love. Yeah. Is your brand like, do you have anything? We have a lot of cotton pieces. Mm-hmm. but it's not hundred percent. Like it's not all right. 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 So I tried so hard to find a way to get our cotton made into clothing. That way it was actually yeah. like my dad's cotton farm. Right. But long story short, it's very complicated, but um, we can't irrigate down in South Texas because we're so close to the ocean, which means we can't like water our own plants. That's what irrigating irrigation oh, means. Wow. So irrigation is so like, interesting. You see like the sprinklers above the crops. So yeah. we fully depend on the weather because we can't dig down because it's too salty because we're too close to the to the ocean. That is so interesting. I would never know that. I know. Isn't it crazy? I take Grant down there and he's like, his mind is wow. just like blown. blown. I yeah. mean, that's crazy. And to see it like step by step, the whole process is really cool. Um, I mean, I geek out to it, but I just like learning about processes. Like anytime something is made, I want to know how it's made. But right. So um, our cotton, as a result of not being able to irrigate and just the climate down there, the cotton that we grow is primarily used for denim. So I, I was like, I could do a denim line. That's so cool. You should. You should like a capsule. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we will. Yeah. What would you say you've learned over the years as a mom and through Damsel and Dior? I know. Millions of things. <laughs> so many things. I think just to let go. Yeah. I am very type A OCD and being a mom, like transitioning into that role, like I was definitely beat into submission. Are you like that as a mother type A? Not, no, not, not anymore. I tried to be, I tried really hard. I am with like her schedule and research and everything that I can actually control. But at the end of the day, if I'm trying to get her in her ballet costume, which this happened last week, she did not want to wear it for her very first recital. Not going to like, I'm not going right. to be that. Like, oh my God, wear whatever you want. That's rough. She was the only one on the stage, not in her costume. 
stop it. But like, I have yep, to laugh. You have to let go. Because I'm like, of course, my daughter is going to be the, of course, like it's teaching me. When you're exactly. So in those moments, I actually weirdly feel like a relief because I'm like, it's so opposite that it's obviously like the universe's way. Right. It's like, yeah, we need to teach you this. We're helping you. Yeah. So I think, um, I think just letting go and embracing all of those little moments that are kind of the hard, like the harder moments for me. Yeah. I always come out of them laughing right. more than I would like crying <laughs> out of frustration. A thousand percent. I get it. I think it's made me a better human. That's how I feel about being a parent. It's the best thing that happened to me. Like I read somewhere when you become a mother to your own children, you become a mother to everyone. And I, that's like stuck with me. Like I do feel that way toward even people my own age. Yep. Thousand percent. And empathy and nurturing. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's nice. So true. So where can everyone, will you share where everyone can follow you, where they can buy your book, where they can keep an eye out for Wyeth? I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> you can find me there. JC Dupree. Everything's in my link in my bio. It's always there. <laughs> Till the oh, end of perfect. time. <laughs> and where and they could buy your book through your bio too? Yes. You can buy my book and you can follow. Everything will be on my Instagram forever. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Of course. And thank you to all the listeners out there. You can reach out to us with any questions about the podcast or who you want us to bring on next. You could just DM us on Instagram at something Navy and we'll see you next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of in-house. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple podcasts. So you never miss an episode. And of course, Follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week.